Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. At this time every week, we talk with Lisa Lanier, our official attorney of this program. The segment is called Lawyer Up. She goes inside many legal cases. One of them I'm going to lose. I know that up front. I will not win it. Lisa Lanier, always good to talk to you. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited about this docket. It's it's a sexy one. I it's like it. It's a good one. It's a sexy docket. You know, since we last spoke, Lisa, you visited Crime Con. Well, that's caused some <laughs> problems in my house, I can tell you that. Let's be upfront about it. Let's just talk about it. The elephant in the room is I came home from work one day this way, I believe it was Tuesday, and my wife said, I've been texting directly with Lisa Lanier. Oh. Said, You're supposed to go oh. through What? What do you mean directly? <laughs> Lisa was at something called CrimeCon in Orlando, and my wife has figured out there's another one coming in Nashville in the spring and has decided not only to go, but at least is urging to get the platinum package. Platinum package. All right. Judging, judging. And that caused a big rift between my wife and myself, but that's my fault. That's my fault. And and you, you, you committed some... Some some classic spousal oh, errors, awful errors during your argument. I said, "How much money are you going to spend on this?" She's, "Well, I have to have the platinum package." And I said, "Oh, just like you had to have those mountain bikes." Oh, oh, oh. it's a fifteen-year-old wound. It's a fifteen-year-old oh, wound. Yanked it hey, Lisa, did they both try to retain you? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so separate text. No, but she, she's got to get the platinum package. I'm I'm on. On team A train here. I know that. I know. And listen, oh by the... Oh, my God. Those two are going to be throwing back Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, are you, are you indirectly throwing blame at Lisa for this? Because up until two weeks ago, I never heard this term. Never crime heard con. Crime. <laughs> then, yeah. I, yeah. When, when Lisa mentioned crime con, that's all I've heard now for the last two <laughs> weeks. Lisa was there in Orlando for crime con. It's a place where people who love true crime go. And was it everything you had hoped it would be? It really was. It was. Uh, it was amazing. And, you know, the uh, it wasn't just. It was broadcasters and podcasters, the folks from Dateline and all your favorite podcasts, but also attorneys like Johnny Depp's attorney was there. She was awesome. And uh, both sets of attorneys, defense and prosecution, from the Murdoch trial were there. Very interesting to talk to them. And uh, yeah, it was just you know Nancy Grace is like the queen of the place, and met her you know her kids, and mm. uh, she has adult twins that are very nice, and uh, anyway, it's just a, it was just a great yeah, all kinds of interesting classes and stuff you get to go to, interactive experiences, wow. good food, a lot of drinking, just a good time. <laughs> Hell yeah! It, did, did it ever get like heavy or emotional? Because clearly, you know, some of these crimes are heinous. Yeah, you know, one of the themes that I kept hearing from these broadcasters and these podcasters is how hard this is on them. Like, one, um, my uh, almost adult oldest child went with us and uh, is a big true crime and loved loves this podcast, Crime After Crime. And they're ending their, their podcast after five seasons because it's just taken a huge emotional wow. toll. They just said it's just incredibly depressing, and they deal directly with these victims' families. And, you know, a lot of podcasters love the unsolved and the... The families are just desperate for answers, and mm-hmm. it's really, you know, it's sad and gruesome. And, you know, yeah. that's one of the constant themes is they were just like, this is not easy work. You know, it's just, it yeah. takes a toll. Well, that's why I don't, that's why I think my wife and I got into such an argument over it because I don't relate to, she loves true crime. As so many people do, of course. I, too, yeah. I know, but I just, I look at it and I'm like, are you, 
It's the only time in your life you've ever shown, what's the word, empathy Empathy. for anyone. I I do not like those. Now, I will admit, when she gets me to watch one, I do get sucked into it. I'm like, okay, it's fascinating. But then you stop and think, these are real people that have been killed, you know, and it's just, oh, it's terrible. It's the one thing that makes you human. It's it. (laughs) Now, here we are talking about families and such, and the first two stories, I'm on the side of the families. And I don't know that I'm going to win either of these cases. The first is from Houston. Uh, a family, a man, his wife, uh, Anthony Ramos is the guy. His wife was in the passenger seat at a jack-in-the-box with him and his six-year-old daughter in the back seat. The daughter and wife had just landed at the Houston airport, and so they run by jack-in-the-box to get some food. Biggie's favorite choice, by the way. Biggie's choice was jack-in-the-box. And when they ordered the food, they were missing their curly fries. This happened a while back, a year ago. So what happened was the they got into an argument with the Jack in the Box employees over the curly fries. And you can see now in a newly released video that the employees are throwing ice and condiments at Ramos, who's now next to them at the drive through window. He's throwing stuff back at them. And then one employee turns and out of her pocket or her apron pulls a little snub nose <laughs> and starts, goes over to the window and as... Ramos drives away, fires a few shots at them. Now, she's done a year in jail. She was convicted of this, you know. Oh, good. But now the family wants $250,000. They're suing Jack in the Box saying, hey, you should have known. You should never hire someone like this. Biggie says, how are they supposed to know? You don't know the hiring process. It's not yeah. Jack in the Box's fault. What do you think, Lisa? I think this family should be paid because of this nightmare they went through over curly fries. What do you think? Yeah, it's crazy. I, uh, I posted a link on my linear law group by Instagram and Facebook to the video. You got to watch the video. It is fascinating because like you said, you know, he pulls up in this big old red pickup truck and she's firing. I mean, she comes out that window. Mm-hmm. She has a little bit of a hard time getting the drive through window open, but then once she does, she starts firing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, and I got to tell you, this chick is a terrible shot because she was really, she didn't hit anything. I think it was, yeah. it was really close. I mean, right there at the drive through window. Yeah. Fact. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think they'll end up settling with this family. They do have, you know, depending on if they did proper screening and nothing showed up, if this was, you know, one thing that typically a retailer is not responsible for is if an employee just does some kind of sudden, unexpected rogue behavior and there was no notice of it, you know, no way to have figured it out. But if if it if there were prior complaints about this lady, because she's pretty quick to throw a condiment, it looks like too. <laughs> Boy, she was. I'm wondering if that's ever happened before. Man. Ketchup <laughs> and ice just flying. Oh, crazy. I mean, <laughs> but not a single curly fry. No, but no curly <laughs> fries. Uh, yeah, if she just thrown the yeah, if she had thrown the curly fries, we all win. We right? wouldn't be here. I wonder what he said. There's no audio. I wonder what he said and how aggressive he was toward yeah. her about not getting the fries. You mm-hmm. know. Even still, yeah, even I, still, you know, that's, yeah. Still, yeah, you know, and, and, and he, and he clearly was due some curly fries because he ordered a combo meal. So there's no like, right. well, no, you didn't order those. It was a combo. Yeah, there's meal, no hiding you know. it. Yeah. Biggie knows. Right. Biggie knows about this. He's, he's a combo king. Yeah. Well, you just got to give him the fries and move on. You can't shoot <laughs> But <laughs> as much as you... does she even care, right? Why it's not, you know, it's on Jack in the box if he got too many fries or something. You know what I mean? Why does yeah. she care? Yeah. 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 To the yeah. point that she pulled a gun and. All right, let's role play. The customer. Did not receive curly fries. <laughs> what are your options here? A. Janice, we'll start with you. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a cap in his ass. Okay, what's what did Janice do wrong? 
review. She carries a pistol in, in her back pocket. So this is another thing where I think they may have had noticed. How obvious is it that you're carrying a pistol right. around the restaurant in your back pocket? She wasn't supposed to have that gun in that no. restaurant. No, I bet it's on the window when you walk if, in on the door. Uh, yeah, I no wonder if, her, uh, if she'd ever shown her pistol <laughs> to other coworkers. Like I'm, if they I'm pretty knew. sure there's going to be some liability there when the facts roll out that yeah. this chick, I think they probably had some notice. I don't think you just snap. You know, she, she's got anger management issues all through, I'm sure. I, yeah. I, clearly. Now, and yeah. the, the only thing I agree with Biggie on is uh, everybody's so short-staffed, Biggie says she could walk down the street to Arby's and be hired <laughs> tomorrow yeah. if she mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah. Oh, I think she's working at another jack-in-box in yeah. Fort Worth. I probably, <laughs> I, probably so. Now, the, the one I've gone so emotional over, and I've read this entire article now, and it was a long article, and usually I don't read them, I just skim them. But I'm into this because on September of last year, a gentleman in North Carolina, he and his wife had given a birthday party for their daughter, a camping-themed party at a friend's home in Hickory, North Carolina. And as the guy left to leave, now he stayed late to clean up, so it's after 11 o'clock and it's pitch black, dark. He's driving home following Google Maps. He's in an area he doesn't know. And Google Maps turns him onto a bridge, which it turns out does not exist. So as, he, as soon as he goes toward the bridge, he goes off the bridge and dies. He goes into a creek and drowns, dies in there. And, of course, it's an, an incredible tragedy. There was no signage there. It had been moved. Google Maps had been told by at least a couple of people, hey, this bridge doesn't exist. And it had been out for nine years. Google had emailed back at least one person and said, okay, we're aware of this situation. We're looking into it. In my opinion, once they emailed back and said, we're looking into it, it means they know of this issue. They didn't correct it, and it led indirectly to this man's death. So now that the family is suing, I'm on the family's side. But Dave, Kristen, and Biggie think I'm going to lose this, and I'm being emotional. What do you think, Lisa? Well, I'm with you on this. I think that uh, the family ought to recover. It just seems pretty egregious because – and Google has been held responsible for these kinds of things in the past. What makes this case a little bit tougher is that it's in North Carolina, which is, you know, one of only three states that has contributory negligence, puts a huge burden on the victim. Mm-hmm. And if he failed to, you know, look where he was going and see what was there to be seen, then he would be completely barred from recovery. But it was pitch dark. There was absolutely no lighting out there. It's in a rural area. He'd never been there before. And it looked to me, I put that picture on uh, my Instagram and uh, and other Facebook, too, because if you look at that bridge, I could totally see in the dark that you would not have time to stop if you didn't know that it was out. Because for whatever reason, there's no warning mm. sign up, which also makes me wonder if they're going to go after the state for that, too. Because if you've got a bridge out and you just let the road drop into that, and it's just kind of 20 feet down. Right. So his jeep went down and it landed upside down and he drowned. Yeah. Do we right. know the rate of speed uh, on this road, the speed limit? No, nobody. Yeah, I couldn't find that anywhere. I was wondering about that. But, I mean, it's a rural area. I would think it's probably at least 45. That's I was thinking think. 45, right? Yeah, 45 or 55. Unless he was going through a neighborhood. I know. thought we heard this no, was a no, private bridge. Well, yeah, that's no, it's- well, that's the thing, too. We're not sure if the state has responsibility because the road is private. Yeah, one version I read said it's not a city or county or state it road. May not be. Yeah, it may not be. But, but it put him... You know, I think they put them in harm's way, and it's rare that you have these emails from other, you know, Google Maps users 
and they acknowledged that they were told. And the thing has been out for nine years. I mean, that's it's right. really that's right. You know. I I think what the smoking gun here is that they were told and they did respond back saying we're aware, we're looking mm-hmm. into, it. and then they didn't. You know, I mean, look, right. I've blown off people many times. Oh yeah, I'll look into sure. it. many course. many times. Right. Okay. Right. But if then it comes back to haunt you, you're like, well, you told me. You know, you said this. I I just had a a, a gentleman email me. 10 music trivia questions for put up or shut up. Wow. And well, he said, I emailed you these one year ago. I've listened every single day since you haven't used a single question. And, Come on. and, and, and I said, well, I must not have gotten them. And then he showed me a response where I said, love these questions. <laughs> <laughs> now that hurts. The receipts, as the kids say. <laughs> the receipts. He goes, here's how you respond. Love these questions. I'm going to use them. I'm going to use them. <laughs> Keep listening. And he did. Oh, my God. So Ouch. now I told him, I was like, oh, man. I said, I can't find them anywhere. He goes, well, they're attached. They've, I've attached them each time. You know, I've sent you all these questions. And I was like, you're right. You're right. I've, no, so now I am going to use them. I okay, told him. Yeah, sure, Mike. But boy, that, mm. that, was, that was hurtful. I mean, now he's got, and, and in this case, I think the family has the receipts <laughs> that Google was told about this. Do we know how much the family wants? What it, I did not was read it that. a minimum? It's one it, of those cases. What is it, Lisa? Do you know? Well, no. I mean, in North Carolina, you just plead that you want in excess of, so it's not they don't have to do okay. a specific pleading. All so, right. um, they're you know, I would think that they're because he's a you know he's fairly young, mm-hmm. has uh, these dependents. The case is probably worth a lot of money. That's what I was thinking mm-hmm. too, and I do believe Google should. I, I really, I'm, I'm emotional about this. I know. I do think they led. Him. I just always feel that the the bigger comp, the Google's going to go into court and say, "Look, mm-hmm. I, I understand this. I know the signs weren't maybe not have been there, but mm-hmm. that's not our fault that the signs weren't there." And secondly, there are thousands probably of other people in the past nine years that haven't gone off that bridge. Well, yeah, you're the driver. But let me say this about that too, Lisa. Do you think on Google side now that when he downloaded that app or if it came on his phone, he punched a button at some point that they have legalese saying? Road conditions may vary. Exactly. Yep. Just something like oh, that. You know they do. Yeah. The terms and conditions that you have to agree to. But I still think that there's there's a chance he can overcome that because you can't uh, you can make somebody release the risk of harm, but you can't make somebody release negligence on your part. Okay. Good to know. All right. We'll, we'll be watch. watching this for sure. Uh, next case, a celebrity. I just wondered about this. We talked about it earlier in the week. Pink was doing a concert. And somebody held up a sign uh, challenging her, saying, stop circumcision. There, apparently, when uh, Pink had her male child. Is that one of her hit singles? No. <laughs> I looked for it. It wasn't a hit. It wasn't a big hit. It was a single. It's a deep, deep cut. cut. It's a deep cut. Uh, deeper than you think. Stop. <laughs> deep. Deep cut. Well, what's a deep cut? Bad cut. Yep. Yep. Uh, one of the earliest cuts. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First cut is the deepest. <laughs> Anyhow. Guy holds up a sign and says, hey, Pink, stop circumcision. <laughs> and she got really mad. Apparently, a few years ago when she had a young son, she put out a picture and it appeared he had been circumcised. And people who are against circumcision started going after Pink, which I never knew. And he held on to that. Right. He held on to that. He didn't like that. And she said, oh, look at you trying to be Mr. Big Man, talk about circumcision. Get out. And she had security escort him out. So my only question was, who makes the final decision? What if the person in charge of the venue doesn't want him kicked out? 
or does the artist have total control? Even if, let, let's say I'm an artist who's a big Red Sox fan, as I am, and I see some people holding up Yankee signs or wearing Yankees hats, and I say, get them out of here. You know, they're Yankee fans. Can the artist always kick people out no matter what, Lisa? Well, it's not It's not entirely a no matter what. I mean, as it as it plays out in practice, yes, they're going to kick you out, mm-hmm. but only if you're disorderly, usually. Like this guy, so apparently Pink has actually been very aggressively harassed by this organized group of anti-circumcision guys who for four years now have just relentlessly harassed her because of the photo she posted of her son, Jameson, where he was a little tiny kid and, uh, you know, it looked like he'd been circumcised. They have targeted her and they they harassed her all the time. I mean, she's just sick of it. So, yeah, so she's and he was yelling and, you know, trying to get her attention all night. He finally does. Mm -hmm screaming at her and you know that's and everybody around there was like gosh get this guy out like we're just trying to enjoy the show yeah and um, so he was very disruptive and you know so typically an artist is not just going to just because they don't like what you're wearing or whatever they're not going to ask you to leave it's some this is that sort of that rises to the level of that conduct because technically when you purchase a ticket it's a contract Mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of you know, like like with the Google Maps, there's all kinds of little fine print that you acknowledge when you get into the purchase of a ticket. And one of those things is that, you know, if you misbehave, mm-hmm. you'll be tossed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's usually misbehaving that gets them out. So, so that's misbehave. But but if I, if I consider as an artist something is misbehaving and maybe the person doesn't, you know, I still will get them kicked out. It's okay for me. Okay. To, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, I figured as much, you know. I didn't realize this. I don't know. What, what do these guys call themselves? The Turtleneck Society? 